thank you for the songs that have been sung. We thank you for the prayers that have been prayed. We thank you for the opportunity in order to worship and giving. And now as we get ready to look into your word, we ask that it will fall upon the good soul of our hearts and that we will grow thereby and that you will be glorified in our lives. We thank you. We honor you for it all. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We are on to our third episode of our series entitled Empty and Filled. It's very funny how we try or we attempt to make our our condition that we are in not as bad as it really is. And that is why we've t entitled almost, no, not almost, but every one of our subtitles starts off with the real. Because we have taken things and, and made them not sound as bad as they are because we really don't want to face the fact that we are as bad as we are. So in this third episode, we want to talk about God has, God wants us to, to discipline and direct our desires, not display self-righteousness. Our repentance and acknowledgement of sin during Lent should not be merely external, but rooted in internal commitment to turning back to God. So we started off with this series in episode number one. We talked about the real, real, and we were talking about our focus was on sin. Then last week we talked about the real right. The real right is righteousness, God's way of doing, being, and living right, correctly. This episode today is going to be entitled The Real Reference. And if you Get on this train and ride along for a little bit. You'll, you'll get what the reference is, because I'm not going to say it just yet. You'll know it in a moment. But the real reference is what we're going to be talking about today. So let's run through our definitions. The first definition is Lent. Lent is the quadrigismal fast, or fast of 40 days, observed by Christian church by the Christian church before Easter. The festival of our Savior's resurrection. It begins on Ash Wednesday and continues till Easter. Empty means containing nothing or nothing but air. The opposite of that is filled. Filled is to be made full and supplied with abundance. Real. Real is actually being or existing, not fictitious or imaginary. It's true. It's genuine. It's not artificial. It's not counterfeit. It's not fictitious. And then reference. Reference is a relation, a respect, a view towards. 
And then our underlying word for today is repentance. Repentance is real penitence, sorrow, or deep contri contrition, contrition for sin. I have that word. As an offense and dishonor to God, a violation of his holy law, and the basis in gratitude toward a being of indefinite, of infinite, sorry, infinite benevolence. So what all them words for repentance means to turn from one direction and go into a new direction. We're going to get into that in a few minutes. So what we're going to talk about, the real reference, the real reference, the real port point of relation, the real respect or the real view towards God is that we are not up to the standard. That's the real reference. We're not to the standard that God has set. And the standard that he has set cannot be adjusted. It cannot be lowered. It cannot be uh, moved or it is a set standard. We can't have, it's not a uh, little indiscretion. Okay. It's not a mismanagement. It's, it is what it is. It's missing the standard that God has set. Okay. So we're going to go to Joel, the second chapter. Look at this couple of verses, Joel the second chapter starting at the 12th verse. This is the English Standard Version that says, yet even now declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. And rend your hearts and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love, and he relents over disaster. Who knows whether he will not turn and relent and leave a blessing behind him, a grain offering and a drink offering for the Lord your God. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask you blessing in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Joel is explaining to us how that because the nation of Israel sinned, that there's a consequence that comes with that sin. And the goal of this whole situation is the fact that God wants us to turn away from the sin. There should be this desire to want to turn away from that which does not meet God's standard and to go in a direction that is God's standard. <coughs> and so as we have talked about before, Israel was always getting themselves in trouble. You know, they ain't nothing like us. 
But Israel's always getting themselves in trouble, turning away from God and wanting to do the things that everybody else was doing. And God would call them because if you are God's child, then you have to live by God's standard. There used to be an expression that I've heard many times that these, this family can do that, but because your last name is our last name, we don't do those type of things. Okay. And God has to say, if you are my child, then my expectation is for you to follow after my standard. And, you know, it's, it's funny. Uh, I think my wife was telling the story of the church that we used to go, go to a little bit ago. And uh, I think as a little girl was acting up in church, and the dad said, well, he didn't say, but he got up and was taking her out of the church. And we all knew what was getting ready to happen. Fire was finna fall, but he didn't want to have it, have it happen in the church. And so all of a sudden, you heard, as they were walking down the hall, you heard her say, I love you, daddy. I love you, daddy. I love you, daddy. I love you, daddy. Because when we're in trouble, we always want to do whatever we think we can do in order to not get the consequence of the transgression that we've committed. Well, she still went to the back, and I think she got dealt with. But the whole point of this is that it takes this turn where now Joel is saying, listen, you you doing all this stuff, uh, if you will just return, if you will just turn from that which you know is not the standard and begin to move in the direction of what you know the standard is, God will bless you. God will work with you. Now, that does not mean you're not going to still have some of the effects or the consequence of what you've done, but the fact is you are moving in the direction that he has set before you. It's so funny to me because in verse number 13, I believe it is, yes. And where he says, the first line he says, and rend your hearts and not your garments. What God is saying is, he's saying, don't just do the outside, you know, because what they would do is they would, when they were in deep contrast, uh, Contrition, there, see, I knew I knew that word. Contrition, they would tear their clothes to show that they're suffering and they're going through something, that something is, is causing conflict in them. And God's saying, don't be tearing your clothes up. Get your heart right. Stop tearing up your clothes. Get your heart right. You get yourself right. He said, what I want you to do is... Fast. I want you to weep. I want you to mourn. I want you to feel that this is so wrong that I want to do right. Because just showing some torn up clothes don't mean your heart's right. Just showing some torn up clothes don't mean that there's a change that's going on on the inside of you. And so there, and the other point that we have to bring out of this is that there's a big difference 
between grieving over sin where we know we've done wrong and we are repenting and we're saying, God, I'm going into a new direction. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get away from this. I'm not going to wrap myself around this. I'm going to go into a new direction and allowing shame to rule our hearts. See, when we allow shame to rule our hearts, that means we're still traveling down the path of destruction or transgression. We just feel sad and bad and, and unworthy because we're going down that path. But we want to uh, get our mindset such that if we have this grief over our sin, it's, it's a result of us understanding that there's a consequence to this. And, and, and we have this desire to turn into a different direction. We want to get onto the right reference point to go forward in God. But shame, shame is this result of this misplaced faith. In our own abilities, I, I should have did this better. I, I feel bad because I didn't accomplish this. I feel bad because I didn't do it the way that I should have done it. But if we can just say, I'm just going to rest in God, and I'm going to trust that God's working this out. I'm not trying to put myself in a position where I believe that I can overcome sin because it don't look like that's working too well for me. Because every time I try to overcome it, it turns around and overcomes me. But when I trust in, I lean on, I depend on God, and I'm walking in the newness of life, and I'm walking into this turning away from sin, where when sin presents itself, I move into this new direction because I want to always be walking toward the reference point of God's glorious standard of holiness. I want to be holy because God is holy. And I can't make myself holy. Only God can. And so we want to move ourselves in a way that shows that we're going in the direction that God wants us to go. That we're not trying to control the ship, but we're listening to the voice of the Lord and moving in the direction that he desires for us to go. Because I don't know about anybody else, but I really like to go the easier way. I want to go the way that looks like it's not a whole lot of work. It's something that I can just ride along and I can be okay in and I can and I can just walk along and everything will be alright. But I'm noticing that when I take the easy way, it usually causes me more complications than if I would have went the way that I thought was going to be the hard way. Because usually the hard way is the way that really challenges what it is that I'm trying to overcome. The hard way is the way that causes me to change not only my direction, but change my mind, change my uh, desires, to change how I want to reflect God's glory to those that I encounter. And so we walk down this road and we are moving toward this point 
of reference because we want to operate in the auspices of the covering of the real reference, the real reference point, the real point that we want to be moving toward is the path of holiness. Holiness means that we are walking in a way that brings God into every situation and refers to God in every situation so that God is in control of every situation. Now, for the flesh, the way of holiness, the way of righteousness is the hard way to go. The body does not want to be holy. The body does not want to be righteous. The body wants what it wants, when it wants it, and how it wants it. Because of that very thing, that's why repentance has to be put into effect because repentance tells us that I messed up. I went in this wrong direction. However, I can change direction by trusting, leaning on, and depending on God in this situation. But preacher, what happens if I fall again? That's why repentance does not, is not, does not have an expiration date. It is continuous. It is always there. You can always change the direction. There's people that have said, well, I've done this, I've done that, I've done this, I've done that. There's no way that God can forgive me. But you have not set the standard by which God provides forgiveness. You have not established that standard. You, you cannot tell God what he can't do because he can do most anything. He can do what we think is impossible. God can make it happen. So when we are falling into this situation whereby we, 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 we feel despondent. We feel that I messed up so badly. God is saying that is true. However, I have a way, a direction for you to go, and I will help you along the way as you go. So you're not having to fight this by yourself. But when shame comes in, shame tells us that you are, and you done, and you. Now, what we want to do is we want to put Jesus in between our flesh and ourselves. So when our self is telling, uh, telling us that you've done all this stuff, they're talking to Jesus and not to us. Because when they talk to Jesus, Jesus says, yeah, but I've already taken care of it. Yes, that's true, but it's already done. But because if we can go and walk into the right direction and continue to walk along that path, we will find out that it's not too hard to repent. It's not too hard to change our direction. It's not too hard to say, Lord, I messed up. I can't 
do this without you. I've been trying to do it without you. And I'm finding out every day that it's making it worse than if I try to do it with you. It's so funny. It's, it, it, it's something to realize that the, the help that you needed all along was right there with you. Reminds me of this story that, that, that just came to my mind. Kevin Hart was talking to Oprah. And he was just starting out in the business. And he asked his mom to help him out and, and with a year of rent. She said, just help me to get on my feet. She says, okay, baby. She, so she gave him, gave him six months, the money for six months of rent, and then uh, gave him a Bible. Said, you need to make sure you read your Bible. So six months go by. Yeah. Kevin looking for another check. Ain't no other check showed up. So he calls his mom, and he's like, Mom, I need, I need the money for my rent. She said, are you reading your Bible? And he said, yes, mom, I'm reading my Bible. He wasn't, but yes, mom, I'm reading my Bible, but I need this money. She said, well, read your Bible. He got mad, hung up the phone. Started getting closer to the rent being due. Called her again. Mom, quit playing. I need this money. Did you read your Bible? Mom, listen, I ain't got time for no Bible. I need this money. When you read your Bible, after you read your Bible, call me back. He said, fireball man. He read a, he was just mad. Really mad. So, after about two or three more times, he finally gets mad. He grabs the Bible, picks up the Bible, and checks fall out the Bible. <laughs> she had put six checks in there to cover each one of those months' rent that he had. But because he did not do or walk in the direction that she directed him, then he was going through stressors that he didn't even have to go through. And we sometimes do that same thing. Lord, you see what's happening. You, Lord, can't you see? Lord, can't you hear? Lord, and he said, well, if you would listen, I can tell you what you need to do. And I can provide you with the direction that you need. Mm. Lord, you see what they said? You, yes. Now come over here and let me talk to you. No, I'm going to handle this, Lord. I'm going to take care of this. And then you end up getting fired. But anyway, because we have to realize that God already has this plan set up for our lives. He already has this direction set up for us. If we would just listen to his voice. And in order to listen to his voice, we have to be focused on the right reference point. The real reference is to change our direction to follow God's direction. We've talked about this before, that if you are a half a degree off of your destination, the further off you go and the, and the half a degree off, the further you'll be away from your destination. So we want to make sure that we are going in the right direction so that we can get to the right destination. And so we want to make sure that we're just not walking around looking... Um, 
There was this hee-haw song, gloom, despair, and agony on me. That we walking around looking all pitiful. And everybody asks you, what's wrong? Oh, it's just so awful. Oh, it's just so awful. God said, you know what? Cut out all that nonsense. Right. You ain't got to look all pitiful. You ain't got to tear up your clothes. You ain't got to do all that stuff. Change your direction. Yeah. Repent. And when you repent, it means I know I was going in the wrong direction. I'm going to reorient myself into the direction that God has for me to go. And I am trusting that God's going to work this out for me. And every once in a while, we got to verify that we're on the right aspect, going to the right reference point, because it's so easy in this world to get off because of how we are bombarded every day by things that are trying to pull us off of the proper course. We have to get our mind to the point where we, we have a true understanding of this. That our sin separates us from God. That we understand the severity of separation from God. That we understand the consequences of being separated from God. That if we would look at the story of the prodigal son, now, it, it wasn't just the, the fact that he was in a pig pen, but you have to remember he was Jewish, so he wasn't even supposed to be around pigs. Not only was he in a bad state, but he was in a most miserable state because he realized, I'm not even supposed to be around pigs. And the pigs is eating better than I am. So if we understand the severity of our sin, if we understand the consequences of our sin, both on the earth and how it affects the kingdom of heaven, because if you're a kingdom citizen and you are allowing sin, then you are having a bad reflection on the country that, or the kingdom that you are a part of. But because of this, because we can understand that, we can then realize, I need to change my direction. Yes. I, I, I need to cut this loose. And so we don't want uh, 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 our mindset during this time of Lent to just be, I'm going through the motions. I'm just fasting. I'm doing whatever it is that I'm doing for this Lent season just for this outward show. We want you to understand that this has not only present consequences, not only present benefits, but also eternal consequences and eternal benefits. We want to make sure that we're walking in a way that we realize we need a savior. We need to be rescued. We cannot rescue ourselves, but we need to be rescued. And so if we look at this as our fasting and our spiritual disciplines during Lent, during this time period, is to orient our hearts through 
to, is to orient our hearts so that we can see that we need our Savior. We need to be saved from sin. We need to be relieved of the burden of sin. And that if we would just empty ourselves of our own self-justification, well, it ain't that bad. Lord, you know what I mean. My favorite one to hear is, Lord, you know my heart. And that's the whole problem. He does know your heart. And that is the problem because he knows it. And he knows why you need him in your life. Because if we can empty ourselves of our self-justification, uh, our, self our, our self-righteousness, if we can put that down and, and get it out of the way, we can realize that we're going in the wrong direction. We need to get to the reference point, the real reference, which is Jesus Christ our Lord, and move in that direction, then we can not only continue this during this time of Lent, this time of consecration, but we can also continue this during the times where there's not an occasion that has been set up or established in order to make that happen. So, ripping our clothes does nothing for us. It may look good. It may look. It may have a wonderful showing. It it may reveal that we should be receiving an Oscar or or an Academy Award or something like that. It may reveal our our, our potential of acting, but it really does nothing to. Our heart. Our heart needs to be changed. And not nearly through a set of rituals, not merely through uh, 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 just doing things just to be doing them, but there should be an internal uh, introspection that we're going through to say, I need to go in a new direction. So we're not trying to take away from the fact that doing a fast and, and doing these spiritual disciplines, uh, grieving sin and all, it, it, we're not saying that that's not, oh, not uh, something to do. But the real point, the real thing is that we want to get the critical directions from the Spirit of God so that we can turn ourselves in the right direction because that is what God wants us to do he wants us to walk in a mindset of repentance of changing our direction so that we're walking in the way of the kingdom because that is what we should be doing and so as we begin to repent and as we begin to walk in this new direction and as we continue to do it, as it becomes this habit of things that we do, we will realize that we are walking more and more in the way of righteousness and holiness than we are in sin and defeat. But it's something that we have to change in our heart and it has to become 
a continuous, constant thing so that it changes how we move in direction. Why? Because sin is always around us. Our sin is always trying to pull us out of the kingdom. There used to be this, uh, this game that, that, that we used to play. It was called uh, Red Rover. And you would line up across from each other. And they would say, Red Rover, Red Rover, let somebody come over. And the goal was to try to break through the hands holding together of the team that called you over. The goal of the team that called you over is for them to hold you so you don't break through, and then you had to become a part of their team. And so this is the same thing that sin is trying to do. Sin is trying to call you over because they know within yourself that you cannot break through and pull them over to your side. They already know that if you is crazy enough to run out there and think you can handle sin by yourself, you will find out that it is not possible. But when you are on the Lord's side and you are locked into the community of believers and when they start calling you over, you, they will say, no, nah, you don't need to go. If you go, we all going to go. And they're going to be like, no, that's not how we play the game. Yes, that's how we play the game because we are kingdom citizens and we fight the fight together because we provoke one another to good works and righteousness. We want to walk in the power of repentance. Repentance is not just what you did on the day that you accepted Jesus in your life. Repentance is a part of your everyday living because sin is always coming around you. Sin is always trying to bombard you. Sin is always trying to set you up to break you down. And so we always have to repent because we'll say something, do something, think something, want to think something. So we have to be able to repent and turn into the new direction because anything we dwell on becomes a part of what we do. And so we want to walk in a way of righteousness and holiness, thinking upon the things that will bring glory to the Lord. We want to think upon those things that are true, the things that are holy, those things that are just, those things that are pure, those things that are lovely. So that when the sin comes, it doesn't be, it's not able to attach itself to us. And if it does, we know that we can turn into the right direction and push that sin just like a football player stiff-arming somebody and go into the direction of the kingdom. And that's what we want to do. The real reference is to what to walk in the power of repentance. The final thing for today is this. There are so many people that, that are wrapped around the fact that uh, because God is love, why is there a need for repentance? And again, I started off with that, and I want to end with that. Because God has a standard. And the standard is what he has set. And we cannot adjust his standard because it is his standard. But we want to adjust it and say it's not that bad. But he's saying, 
No, you need to repent and go into this new direction that I have for you. And a lot of folks are trying to work it out and, and be able to do the things that they want to do and simultaneously do the things that God wants them to do. But let me tell you, they are totally opposite of one another. The things that you want to do are not 100% in line with what God wants you to do. And so we have to go into that new direction. And with that being said, I, I want to just address those of you that do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. The first level of repentance is to you, for you to acknowledge that you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. You cannot be what God has called for you to be without first accepting Jesus into your life. It's impossible. Jesus says that I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the light. No one can come to the Father except they come by me. So you have to recognize and accept that Jesus is the way to the Father. When you accept that Jesus is the way to the Father, guess what happens? It causes you to change the direction in which you live your life. We just talked about that. That's repentance. And God has made it so easy for you to do that. He says that if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Saved means rescued and delivered. What are you being saved and rescued, delivered from? From the penalty of sin, because the penalty of sin is death. Then Jesus wants you to accept the gift that he has for you, the way, the truth, and the life. And if you accept the gift that he has for you, then you shall receive eternal life. It says, for with the heart, one believes and is justified, and with the mouth, one confesses and is saved. So it's not just you acting. There is a requirement of you changing your heart's focus and getting into the right reference point to go forward. And then it goes on to say, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now I want to tell you that making that decision is a great decision in your life. And we want to come alongside you and assist you along that journey. And for us to assist you, we want you to get in contact with us because this is not an individual sport. This is a team event. We're going to come alongside you and assist you along this journey. Let us know that you've made that decision by contacting us at info at godshousecc.com. Email us, info at godshousecc.com. Or you can text us at 864-920-0100. Let us know you've made that decision. We'll come alongside you no matter where you are in this world and assist you along this journey. Because the way of repentance is getting yourself into the right direction so that God can be glorified in your life and use you as one of his 
kingdom citizens. Well, friends and family, that's episode number three of Empty and Field. The right, the real reference, the real reference is repentance. Changing your direction to walk in the direction of godliness and holiness. This is what you want to be. This is what this whole time period is about. Getting ourselves right in preparation of the soon coming resurrection of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Well, with that being said, until next week, God's blessings be upon you in Jesus' name. Thank you.